Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the founder and CEO of Vicky Louise, Vicky Louise. Let me tell you a little bit about Vicky. Uh, Vicky coaches her clients to achieve massive results fast and without the hustle by removing time from the success equation. When we stop giving things time and waiting for the right time, we focus on what actually creates results. This is not about doing more. It's actually about doing more of what actually counts and dropping everything else. Achieve more with more time off. She also is the host of, and hopefully they won't edit this out, uh, Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done podcast. So Vicky, welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Vicky, one thing I like to do since uh, 2020 is I like to do mental health check-ins because <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's just a good time to check in with everyone. So I thought I'd ask you, how have you really been doing nowadays? Yeah, listen, I've been doing really honestly quite great for us. There was like a surprise relocation to France again, could have been worse places to be relocated to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's really been about making that time. And I'm sure we'll speak about this to do those little things, which could be going for a 15 minute walk outside during daylight. Cause now it's getting mm. darker mm-hmm. um, later. So really little things. And I think it's been actually a really great time for so many people to pause and check in with themselves. So I've definitely been doing that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, I think for me myself, I've learned to slow down. Like, like I already am the kind of person that likes to slow down, but I feel like I've slowed down like even more <laughs> and yeah. uh, really spending extra time with my dog because I, I don't appreciate him enough. And he's just like always there and he's in the house and he's just so happy that we're stuck at home. <laughs> but it's like, right. kind of like thinking about the workload. It's like, oh, well, my dog's here and I can pet him. It'll make me feel just a little bit better about the day. <laughs> yeah. I saw this meme, this joke that was like, dogs are the real winners of quarantine of that <laughs> lockdown. I'm like, they are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I think I saw this other meme too, where it's like the dogs are just so confused. Cause like, wait, you're home, you know, like you're, yeah. you're here, like you should be gone. I should be sleeping for eight hours, but you're here. Like, this is yeah. not like, what is going on? <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Well, Vicky, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, your coaching business. So as you, as I mentioned here, um, you're all about coaching clients to achieve massive results fast and without the hustle by removing time from the success equation. So for people that are hearing that for the first time, elaborate on that and uh, let us know what kind of clients you typically work with. Yeah. I mean, how often in our lives have we been exposed to messaging that like things just take time, Mm. give it time, time heals all wounds. (laughs) Like even when I think about before I was an entrepreneur, when I was in the workforce, like in corporate, and I remember even wanting to leave a job that I knew I didn't want to stay in. And someone said to me, well, you should stay for two years. So it looks good on your resume. Mm. What, like in what world do we live in where it makes sense for me to give another year to something I know I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So I just think there's a lot of talk around time almost being responsible for our results, like, which is also a massive negative thing. So even people that are successful are like, well, I've been at it for 10 years. So I guess that's why instead Mm. of what changed in that 10th year to create the success and how Mm -hmm. could you just focus on that? So that's really the work 
that I do with people. And when we remove time, what we are left with is really how we manage our brain, how we make decisions and how we face fear and failure. And those three things are really the key determinants of what creates success. Wow. That's powerful. I do like, uh, I do like how uh, some people use the excuse of, oh, give it time. Or, you know, like you said, time heals all wounds, which I was like really laughing about in my head. I was like, yeah, that, that's not true. It just delays. <laughs> it just delays like what you should be facing like right now. And so it's really cool that you challenge that. Like you challenge um, the excuse of time and actually maybe cut to the chase and tell people like, no, this, this is what you need to, um, you know, deal with head on. Can you give us like mm-hmm. a case scenario, maybe a recent client, you don't have to mention names, but a recent client you've worked with um, and help them go through this process of, you know, deconstructing time and actually just getting to it. Yes. And um, there's a client comes to mind immediately because we started working together about seven months ago and she was, she worked with me one-on-one when I still did that. And now she's in my group. Mm-hmm. And when we started working together, she used to work in TV. She was mm-hmm. like, my dream is to like build out a meditation community and mindfulness, but that's my 10 year plan. Mm. I said, why, why is that your 10 year plan? And she goes, well, because X, Y, Z and things take time and all of this stuff, all these like really valid excuses for waiting. Mm. Like 10 years is a long ass time to put off what you want to do. And, um, then she had a job and, and things, you know, with this year being crazy, things fell through. And then it came out that she was taking that job unpaid. Like there was a risk that she wouldn't get paid. And so halfway through, I just said to her, do you want to keep doing that? That could have been three months that you spent building the community that you want. And she was like, okay, I guess right now, while there's no jobs, I'll do it. And now, I mean, literally, so not only did she go on to like be able to launch her community and her one-to-one coaching practice, and now she's even working with corporate. So this is all within Mm -hmm. like a four month period and she covered her rent, and then she covered the investment in the coaching. Wow. And then yesterday she messaged me. Now she's like fully booked and got way too much demand. And she said, wow. I earned more money this week than I ever have on a TV project. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you <laughs> commit to taking that radical responsibility of this is uncomfortable because it's what I really want to do. And if I fail at it, I feel like I'm going to fail at my dream and I'm never going to have it versus like this is my dream and I'm so willing to fail at it until I have it. And that's the shift that I've seen her go through when she's just taken that responsibility away from like time was never going to create this for her. Yeah. She created it. Oh, that's powerful. I just love how you said radical responsibility. Um, Cause it's like, yeah, for any, I even think for myself, like my husband and I have been working on our own business for like four or five years. Uh, I think going five now next year. And when I have my hard days, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, honey, when can we finally live our lives? You know, like, when can we, you know, like we've been working on this for so long, like trying so many things. Um, but when I really look at it, I realize that we actually had like a, like a very short learning curve. Like we've evolved like every single year. And so I have to take a moment to like give myself credit, like for what yeah. we've been through and also actually like pay attention to the fact that we are making money. We're just not reaching a, like the level that we really want. Uh, yeah. I mean, not yet. It's more like it's a gradual growth, but it's like, oh, I wish we were there already, you know? <laughs> Which like even is such a big thing that you're just pointing on that I want to point out to everyone that we do is we do don't sit and celebrate enough. We're always thinking about the next goal and the next goal, which keeps us in a constant state of failure versus sitting in the celebration where we're sitting in a constant state of success. And from that state, whichever one we're in, we're making different decisions. We're feeling better. And even one of the typical things is we're taking more time off. 
when we're celebrating and we're acknowledging our success. Mm -hmm. And I think life is not a marathon. It's a series of sprints and rests and sprints and rests. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we love what we're doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's always something to do and there's always a new idea. And there are no rules of switching off because we are those rule makers. Right, right. But really when we are like two other hacks for everyone listening, it's like celebrate and sit in the celebrations on purpose and also take time off now. Don't wait to hit a goal to take time off. Yeah, no, I I agree with you because there was definitely a point where, um, you know, he was always saying like, we're almost there, we're almost there, we're almost there. And like, here we are three years later. You keep saying that. <laughs> we're not, like we, we, and we've already like passed like, a number of milestones where he's like already like pushed the finish line even further. It's like, right. he doesn't take the time. And so, you know, for, uh, for the new year, it, for me, it's all about like, okay, I'm going to like celebrate my success or I'm actually going to schedule time to actually rest. Like Sundays are completely yeah. off for me. I don't do anything on Sundays, but I started to decide to myself in the new year. I was like, okay, for the first like a couple weeks of the month, I'm going to definitely run hard. But the last week, I'm just going to take it off. Like I'm just going to take it off from my normal meetings, maybe do some follow-up, but just use that time to like, maybe go out of town for a little bit or like, you know, just unplug and do nothing. And so just being, just allowing myself to be okay to do that, as opposed to like yeah. you were saying, we always feel like as entrepreneurs that we need to keep climbing and we need to keep going and growing. And we say we love what we do, but eventually your body catches up. Right. And it says, stop. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. you get sick, something catastrophic, unfortunately happens. And, and then now, you're forced to (laughs) rest Mm -hmm. yeah and even beyond that like when you give your brain proper rest like I always quote Einstein I love this Mm -hmm. quote he says imagination is more important than knowledge Mm -hmm. and we don't give our brains opportunity to imagine because we are always consuming media and notifications and in conversations and thinking about the 17 things on our to-do list and we're juggling multiple roles Mm -hmm. even like being a wife being a daughter, being a dogma and being a CEO, yes. all of these things at the same time. And what actually happens when you give your brain proper rest is it starts to be more creative and you can end up creating things that are way more valuable than responding to those seven emails or even those seven clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Vicky, you have to tell me, um, when did you get to, when did you arrive to this place where you knew that we needed to stop using the excuse of time and focus on radical responsibility? Yeah. So it's so interesting because it really started for me with anxiety. Um, This was like in 2016 and I was running a tech startup and I was waking up every day with panic attacks and I didn't know what they were, by the way. You didn't know until after the fact, like, oh, that was a panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. It was like two weeks in and my partner, who's now my husband, was like, the way that you wake up every morning sweating and not breathing. And he's like, I don't think it's normal, but I would get on with the rest of my day. Like, okay, back to work. Let's continue. And it was about two weeks in when he said that. And I spoke to a friend who was like, oh, it sounds like panic attacks. Mm. And then I went to Dr. Google and was like, what is a panic attack? What is anxiety? And it said something like anxiety is a generalized feeling of worry, nerves, Mm. and apprehension. And I was like, that's a feeling of feelings. It's given me zero information. There's nothing I can do with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And there was something else like, you know, one in five American adults have an anxiety disorder, which is like 20% of a hundred million, which is not a disorder. It's a trend. Mm. And that's when I started to question mainstream information that we've been told. And that's where I built my podcast off was like, here's a voice speaking about anxiety in an empowering way, not anxiety in a pity way. And I think that there are people 
that really needed in fact I know because I hear from people on a daily basis that that was like a message that wasn't out there mm-hmm. as I now for me like the anxiety I really let's say like I mastered it right and it wasn't mm-hmm. suddenly a big thing anymore but what I started to notice was I guess I'm just always on the lookout for rules that I can break. Let's just leave it at that. That was like the first one. And then I started to listen more about like, so in my business, I created rapid growth in a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about what is it, that, what is it the way that I see things that's different to other people that I'm having conversations with. And there was a lot of, well, it's your first year in business or it's your second year in business or you're just starting out or I'm just starting out. Therefore I can't do very well. There was a lot of time excuses. There was such a high correlation there that I was like, wait, I didn't have any of those thoughts. And in fact, I even know other entrepreneurs. So it's not that, you know, three years into your business, you make multiple six figures Mm -hmm. or five years in, it's literally determined by how we are willing to face fear and failure, the decisions that we make and how we manage our brain. Um, that's like a super generalization, I know, because it goes intricately into each different client, but um, it's not time. It's definitely not time. Otherwise, there would be a rule that we all followed of like 3.5 years into your business, you'll earn X. And we all know that's not how it works. So once we remove time, we're able to solve for what actually creates results. You know, that reminds me of um, why I love being an entrepreneur, because I remember the days where I wanted to apply for jobs. Um, It would always say say stuff like, oh, at least I have two years of experience like in this industry. And I was like, especially when I was like uh, new out of college, I was like, I don't have that. (laughs) You know, like, sure, maybe I have like I had like paid internships, but it's like it's like you had a um, I feel like the school system, the public school system, at least in America, kind of like tells you or conditions you to believe that you need to have a certain years of experience to be credible, to be smart, Mm -hmm. to be considered something, you know? And so the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can break away from that. And to remind, we need to remind entrepreneurs that, yeah, you're not applying for a job. Like this is your business. Like you don't have to sit around and wait and hope, you know, and, and think that time is going to get you to where you want to be. It could be about working smart more so than working hard. Totally. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. So I love how you, uh, Vicky, say that um, you talk about anxiety in an empowering way. So tell us a little bit for people who do have anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. what are some initial things they can do to kind of reframe that feeling um, Mm -hmm. and, and uh, yeah, use it to their strength, um, if anything. Yeah, I think we can really even focus on what I just spoke about in terms of the actual definition of anxiety. Like, what is the definition of a feeling? Because Mm -hmm. When, it, when we're vague with it, it's like fueling more anxiety. We're like, I don't really know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So one of the things I would do with my clients, one of the things I recommend to everyone as like a starting point is define specifically what anxiety is for you. So mm. for some people, it's like a dizziness in their head or a nausea in their stomach. For some people, it's tingles up and down their arms. For some people, it's... Um, yeah. It's like a heat across their chest or their face. Some people get very cold feet. Like there's literally all different kinds of things that we feel. So if it's a feeling, it's something we feel. Now -hmm. the power in this is when you start to experience that anxiety, you know exactly what's happening. So you get to experience Mm -hmm. anxiety and feel in control. When Mm -hmm. you know what's happening, that's the first step. The second step is why is it happening? Now, sometimes it can happen so quickly. We don't, you know, we don't even know why it's happening, but even afterwards you can look back and think, oh, 
So for me at that point in time, I was, you know, looking for freelancers and dealing with all these like contracts and all this stuff that I'd never done before. Mm -hmm. Obviously my anxiety, by the way, our anxiety is there to try and keep us alive because our brain's job is to keep us alive, not to make (laughs) us happy. Right. And our anxiety (laughs) is like a fear mechanism that's supposed to, um, keep us alive when we're facing dangers like a predator that wants to eat us Mm. or um you know not finding adequate shelter or things like that so anxiety is not it's just misplaced you know for a reason yeah right it's there for a reason so um when we know why it's happening and typically it's going to be along the lines of our brains detecting some kind of danger, mm-hmm. but you can even be more specific, you know, what's happening, you know, why it's happening. The third and final step is just that reminder that it's temporary. Mm. Those are the three things because our brain body mechanism is so powerful that we built these systems where once those, you know, anxiety was there and hormones were released, our body then got used to signaling back to our brain that we were going to die. So a lot of people experiencing anxiety find their brain being like something terrible is going to happen. I'm going to die. Like it's just ends yeah. up compounding versus like, oh, my brain thinks I'm going to die because it <laughs> thinks anxiety means danger, but I'm actually in my apartment and I'm okay. <laughs> I love that. So, you know, just as a recap, it's like, first of all, uh, define what anxiety is for you. Like be aware of it, like get to know it. It's like, Hey, what do you do? Like, why is my chest like really tight right now? You know, like, like, uh, like for me, I know that when I get really anxious, I feel it in my chest. Like I feel like this weird, like turning and just like stiffness, I think in my chest. And, um, and then you, you know, I take a moment, like, why am I feeling this way? It's like, Oh, it's because I'm thinking of too much far ahead into the future, even next week. Sometimes next week is way too far ahead. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. I need to think about like the next hour. I need to think, think about the next moment. And then also I like how you said, remind yourself that it's temporary. Remind yourself that like, like, okay, I'm not dying. I'm not facing death right now. Like I'm just, I still have a roof over my head. I'm, you know, I have the opportunity to breathe, you know, and kind of yeah. just start getting out of that state. And so I really like the way that you broke down um, those steps because I can imagine that people who do have anxiety, that is those are very easy steps to follow. Right. That's it it completely. You want to keep it so, so simple that like for anyone listening, if the only thing you can do is sit and close your eyes and identify where in your body you are feeling it, that's still a powerful first step. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so Vicki, I'm curious to know, um, and I'm pretty sure you have plenty of stories about this, but is there like a recent story or like a defining story of one of your clients where you're like, this is why I do what I do? Oh, so many stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'll just think of one. So I have a client and she actually came to me. She told me she'd been watching me for a while. And, you know, my whole thing is like, stop waiting. So I was like, I'm going to forgive you for it. (laughs) And um, as we started working together, every it was like unpacking like every two weeks, I would say mm-hmm. it would be like, okay, here's the real problem. Here's the real problem. Here's mm-hmm. the real problem. It would be, I don't know how to manage my time. I don't have enough time. I can't be successful and make money doing what I'm doing. My relationship's gone to shit. Like mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. And every time it's like her brain's convinced her that she isn't capable and that she can't, and there's something you know, that's going to stop her from being successful. And every time we, we, we like knock one over, her brain offers us another one. Mm-hmm. But really the amazing thing has been to do that with her and to show her that actually they're not obstacles. They're just her brain offering obstacles. And mm-hmm. as it keeps doing it, it's like someone without doing this work, I think, or doing this work alone would be like, well, 
you know, by the fifth time this has happened, I'm just going to give up. Yeah. But really, we even like laugh and make jokes. And she set like a financial goal for this year and it's like already been achieved. And she even earned like 15% of what she wanted to within like a single week. And wow. she's just, and she's got big ambitions to help makers make money. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself, like wow. seeing the impact of your work on other people and seeing them then go on to impact hundreds, thousands of people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's why I do this because we think that our brains are, we think we, firstly, we think our brains are always telling the truth when they lie a lot. And secondly, <laughs> we think that we have to believe everything it tells us when it tells us we can't do something for us or, so, yeah. or something is not possible for us. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just been such a powerful example of like, you are way more capable than your brain wants you to believe. It wants you to play safe and play small and hide away. And this is like the big takeaway, I guess, to leave everyone with really is you are, you can do more. You are more capable. You deserve and can create blow your mind results over and over and over again. You have a brain like everyone else. Yours is not different or worse. I promise you. Yeah. And sometimes it needs a coach like yourself to remind us, you know, that we're okay. Like we're worthy. Like we can do this. Like we have everything we need to be successful. Yeah. And like, you know, time and time again, she would come and be like, this is the big drama. (laughs) And she said it was so powerful to just see my reaction to Mm. what her brain told her was a huge problem. Yeah. And when I was always like, oh, this is hundred percent solvable, even having someone, or now I only do groups, which I love. Um, but having that environment where people are facing their brain's BS, how I call it, and calling it out and realizing our brain is a tool for us. It's mm-hmm. not in the driving seat, just like our hands that are moving around so much yeah. is a tool for us. Um, then it really opens up the floodgates on what we want to create and what we can do. Yeah, no, that's so, that's so powerful, Vicky. And, um, and hearing you talk today, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> with everything um, you shared so far. Um, I want to make sure that uh, as we wrap up, I just want to make sure I've covered all my bases here. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about your coaching business? Yeah, I guess just to know that it's available. It's out there. There are rules that are made to be broken. I really do call out to other rule creators and rule breakers and people that are looking to um, create something different where your primitive brain and your anxiety is going to be louder than ever before. And I would say like the power of getting yourself in the right room, whether it's my room or someone else's room, or you create the room, Mm. like that power is how you create compounding results with ease. I think of it like, you know, when birds fly in a V formation and from that V formation, they are able to travel longer distances and less time using less energy. And Mm. that's what I've created with Time Hackers. And that's what I recommend everyone look for. Like you don't have to do everything. Not everything has to be a struggle. You can have fun now. You can have time off now and you can really focus on, what is going to move you forward and let yourself drop everything else. And if you are working into the evenings and all over the weekends and you need to stop hustling, talk to me. I promise you, <laughs> we'll change it and you'll earn more. I love it. Vicki, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's so fun. 
Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Vicki Louise. You can learn more about her and her business at VickiLouise.com. That's spelled V-I-K-K-I-L-O-U-I-S-E.com. And also you can check out her podcast, Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.